worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for listening today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 4, beginning at verse 1. Hear, my children, the instruction of a father, and give attention to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, do not forsake my law. When I was my father's son, tender and the only one in the sight of my mother, he also taught me and said to me, Let your heart retain my words, keep my commands, and live. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget, nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, and she will preserve you. Love her, and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all you're getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. Hear, my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered. And when you run, you will not stumble. Take firm hold of instruction. Do not let go. Keep her, for she is your life. Verses 1 through 13, Proverbs chapter 4. Then looking briefly in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 4, tell us these words. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Verses 1 through 4, Ephesians chapter 6. Father, thank you once again for the wonderful gift of eternal life. Thank you for the chance to know you, to be able to serve you, to be able to walk with you each and every day. Thank you for the opportunity, the privilege, the joy that is ours to know you and also to be disciples and also the privilege of being able to be involved with the great work of making disciples. And thank you for the special honor and privilege it is for us to be able to disciple our own children and to encourage them in the things of God. Thank you for the privilege of being able to disciple children, period, and help them to come to know Christ and help them to grow up in their faith. Father, anoint us all afresh with the spirit of wisdom and grace that would, in such a way that we would be passionate about discipling our children, our grandchildren, and youth as a whole. Help us to be about your business in doing just that faithfully. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our producer is Rick Robertson, and he's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Father, what a wonderful God you are that you would send your Son from the glory and wonder and majesty and holiness of heaven to the sinful earth on purpose to die on the cross for us. Thank you, Father, for loving us to that degree. And Father, we want to... um, respond to that great love for us in a way that honors you. Work through our lives so that we might please you today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. Uh, once again, my email is j, excuse me, is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We can, on an ongoing basis, we encourage our listeners to email us to get some of the 
evangelism and discipleship resources we provide. We're glad to share them with you. Our encouragement is that you'll use them for you and in the discipleship of your family, but also that you would forward them and share them with others with the hopes of you would be involved in the work of evangelism, helping others to come to know Christ, as well as the work of discipleship, sharing resources that will encourage them in their walk with the Lord as well. You're certainly obviously welcome to uh, download them, make copies of them, and share them, hard copies as well. We are very grateful to have as our phone guest today, Tom Newneighbor and his two sons, Alex, who was 13, and Max was 11. Tom, Alex, and Max, good to have you all. The gang's all excited just to hear that you all are with us today. Thank you all for joining us today. Glad to be here. It's our pleasure. All right. And uh, Tom, uh, again, grateful to have you, your dad, and you have your two sons, Alex and Max, who in part, they're going to be reading Scripture for us a little later, but... We're grateful to have you on, and in part, you're going to be sharing with us just some of your thoughts and insights as a Christian father and a Christian man about discipleship. And specifically, of course, as I mentioned, Alex and Max will be reading the Word of God for us. So, But before we get into that, any anything further you'd like to share in the way of introducing yourself and your family today? No, it just it's a it's a real treat to be on the program to hear the word of God read to many listeners. We pray that it would be beneficial to them and to to God's kingdom. And it's just a, a real treat to be a father of two sons and to do my best with God's help to to train them up and disciple them as you've prayed before. Mm, okay. Well, again, we're grateful to have you all on. So, first question I want to just ask you. Why, as a Christian dad, why do you think having our children to read God's Word every day is so important? Why would you say that was such an important goal? I'd say it's a, it's a very important or such an important goal because um, the Word of God, the Bible, is, is the source of truth. Um, it explains and answers all the big questions that any, any kid uh, could ask, right, as, as young as a, a year or two years old when they start talking. You know, it explains how we got here and, and why we are here, um, what we're to do while we are here, and uh, what happens to us when we die. So um, it helps provide answers for those big four questions, and it also, most importantly, um, helps reveal our sin problem and points us to Jesus Christ and his forgiveness and salvation. Mm. So reading the Word of God every day just draws us in closer to answering those big questions and obviously um, pushing us towards or pushing our children towards the truth in Jesus Christ. That's right. That's right. Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, and a, a whole other related matter is, you know, when a parent has their child to read the Word of God out loud to them every day, it's uh, it's like a three-way meeting. It's a meeting between the parent, the child, and Jesus. And the Word of God, of course, is Jesus speaking to us. So what an honor and a privilege it is to do that. So, But thank you for sharing your thoughts. What are some things that you do as a parent in discipling your children that that you really enjoy and that you get fulfillment and encouragement from? Um, I would say talking with my two sons, Alex and Max, on the way home from church about what their Sunday school lessons are about. And basically, it's almost like a little test, kind of, because you had Sunday school and then you had the worship service. So it's been an hour or so since they learned it to see how much that they can actually recall and then ask them questions about it. Um, driving home in the car, it's it's nice to be able to discuss that 
and to further disciple them in addition to what they heard from the sermon and from their Sunday school classes. I really like finding out how much they've learned and, and I can actually remember, even though it's a short time ago, we tend to forget things quickly. So it's nice to go over it again and, and use that as part of the discipling process um, mm. right after they hear it. That is very true, very true. And, you know, you make an excellent point, Tom, that asking children uh, Bible questions or understanding questions that they have drawn from Scripture is such a wise thing for parents to do because it makes the child think further and deeper about what they've heard and learned. And so that's one more great teaching tool, the asking of questions that parents are wise to make great use of. So thanks for sharing that as well. What would you say are some things that you as a dad and as a parent do in discipling that discipling your children that are particularly challenging uh, for you? Um, I would say uh, keeping them engaged during daily Bible reading, especially when they're tired or distracted, mm-hmm. right? It might be towards the end of the day um, and things have been hectic or they've got other things on their minds, or even myself, I might have something else in my mind, but but clearing that air, helping us to focus, um, mm-hmm. and just keeping them engaged where they are excited to learn, they're excited to hear the Word of God, which is, is not always easy to do in um, what can be somewhat hectic of a day-to-day uh, life. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Tom, I appreciate you sharing that. That probably is a challenge for many, if not most, parents that are listening now, uh, helping their children to stay engaged. And, you know, one thing that I I pretty regularly try to challenge and encourage parents with on the broadcast is often parents will uh, read to their children or just say, Johnny or Susie, go read uh, your Bible. But one of the great ways that I find and, uh, and other parents have found helpful is if they have the child read to the parent. And, you know, for some parents, they've never thought of that. Some parents do that. But that's on a pretty regular basis one of the reasons why we like to encourage parents to set that goal to read, having the child read three chapters out loud to them every day is because when they're reading the Word of God, they have to engage, even when they don't particularly want to. <laughs> and it's a way yeah. for them to definitely end up engaging Jesus every single day when they read the Word of God. And, uh, you know, I, I I don't know how many times I've shared about the experience of my youngest son, when I would sometimes say, uh, Daniel, come read for me. And he'd sometimes say, Dad, I'm tired. Come on, read. Mm-hmm. Dad, I don't feel like it. Come on, read. And he'd come and yeah. be, and he'd come read, and he may literally just say to me, Dad, the only reason I'm reading is because you're making me read. Well, and he has attitude all in his voice, but I don't know if it ever failed to happen that once he started reading, sooner or later, the attitude would melt, and the Word of God, even though he may not have meant for it to, is getting to him, and he stops and says, why did he say that? What did that mean? The Word is engaging him and working on him as he reads. So so the reading is, uh, the reading, the child reading the Word to the parent, I think, is such a wise, wise thing. Well, one last question I want to ask you before we um, uh, get to the break shortly here. What do you think are some critical problems and challenges parents face in discipling their children in the world and culture we live in today? Uh, I would say similar to... Uh the previous question is just carving time on a daily basis um, to read the Word of God and to disciple our children and eliminating the distractions. Um, just the the whole thing of, of parents and families today just being too busy, mm-hmm. um, putting an emphasis on things that take so much time and, and failing to 
spend the time in the Word, um, which could be the most important thing and probably is the most important thing, reading and praying each and every day. Um, mm-hmm. Once we do that, then obviously, like you said, the, the Word of God is powerful and it will change and shape our lives. And, and from that, being able to answer questions that they may have, um, especially with the culture that we live in today, will become easier and and open up that opportunity for discussion on a daily basis. That's right. That's right. Well, Tom, I'm going to ask you if you'll take a moment specifically to pray for parents, whatever's on your heart to pray for parents who may be listening right now. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of children. Help us as parents to prioritize the discipling of our children, to carve out the time that is needed each and every day to read your word with them and even to have them read it to us, to have the wisdom and patience to explain it to them and answer their tricky questions, to lay a foundation for them grounded in your truth and the Lord Jesus Christ that will help them for the rest of their lives. May you help us to be better ambassadors for Jesus Christ and model daily devotion to you and your word so that our children would pick up the same habits that would greatly impact them as well as glorifying your name for the rest of their lives. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Tom. And Father, to thank you for the privilege, the honor, the joy, and the responsibility that we as parents have of discipling our children and our grandchildren as well. Father, anoint us afresh with the spirit of wisdom and grace to be very effective and fruitful in doing just that. Help us to have the grace to persevere even when it feels difficult. But help us to, Lord, help us to function with a passion to want to do it, a passion to help fill our children's minds and hearts with your word rather than uh, the, the darkness of the world. Help us to be about your business and faithfully discipling our children daily. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Our phone guests today are Tom Newneighbor and his two sons, Alex and Max. We'll be right back.
Toby Mack with It's You. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guests today are Tom Newneighbor and his two sons, Alex and Max. And so uh, we're going to have Alex and Max to read the Word of God for us. We're going to start with Alex. Alex, how are you today? There goes Red sounding off. He's excited that you're about to read, Alex. So you said you're doing well? Yep. That's good. All right. Now, Alex, tell me again, how old did you say you are? I'm 13, and I'm going into eighth grade. All right. Okay. Well, we're honored to have you come on, and you're going to read uh, Genesis chapter 1. Is that correct? Yes. All right. Go right ahead. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. And God said, Let there be a vault between the waters, separate water from water. So God made the vault and separated the water under the vault from the water above it, and it was so. God called the vault sky, and there was evening and there was morning the second day. And God said, Let the water under the sky be gathered to one place, and let dry ground appear, and it was so. God called the dry ground land, and the gathered waters he called seas, and God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening and there was morning the third day. And God said, Let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years. And let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set them in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth, to govern the day and the night and to separate light from darkness. God And God saw that it was good, and there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. And God said, Let the water teem with living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the vault of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea and every living thing with which the water teems and that moves about in it, according to their kinds, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and increase in number, and fill the water in the seas, and let birds increase on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning the fifth day. And God said, Let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, the livestock, the creatures that move along the ground, and the wild animals, each according to its kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, 
over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw that all that he had made, it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. All right, Alex, again, you're an excellent reader. Thank you for reading uh, Genesis chapter 1. Really appreciate that, okay? Well, just a few questions would like to ask you, Alex. Um, again, you're an excellent reader, and you have a good reading voice. You, you, might sh- you should pray about maybe going into radio yourself. You have a good radio voice as well. First question, though, do you think it's important for children and youth to read the Bible, to read God's Word every single day? Do you think that's important? Yes. You do? Okay. Can you tell me why? Why do you think that's important? Um, kids and youth need to know uh, God better, and they need to know right from wrong. Mm. You know, that's an excellent, uh, that's a brief but a very excellent answer. You're exactly right. And, you know, even, even Shep the Sheep agrees with that. So that that's a great point because the way to get to know God better is simply reading his book. You know, God is the author of the Bible. He used about 40 or so secretaries, but God is the author of the Bible. The Bible is the best-selling book in all the world and has been for centuries. And for good reason, it has the greatest author in all the universe. So that's a great answer. So thank you for sharing your thoughts there. Do you think many—and, of course, Alex, I I realize you don't know the answer to this question, but I'm just asking you your thoughts. Do you think many children and youth in our nation read their Bibles every day? I think a lot of children read their Bibles and youth, um, but I don't think they read it every day. Mm. So I no. mm. You know, I believe you're exactly right. And, you know, they really don't know what they're missing out on, though, because, you know, when, when, we, when, a, when a young person is reading their Bible, they're, t- they're listening to God. They're listening to the voice of God speak to them, and God is pouring grace and blessing to their lives. So, But I, I certainly hope that's something for us to really be praying about, that more young people and children would read their Bibles every day. So thanks for sharing your thoughts. Last question I want to ask you, Alex. What would you say are some of the biggest challenges and problems that children and youth are facing in our world today? Just your own opinion. I have two. First okay. one is peer pressure. And the second one would be judging between good and bad friends. Hmm. You said peer pressure and judging between good and bad friends. Yeah. Hmm. You know, I, I appreciate you sharing that, Alex. You know, I've heard a, a number of times when I've had the chance to ask young people that question. It's very often they share peer pressure as a huge challenge. And, you know, that's actually a, it's, it's a big challenge for adults as well as young people, too. So, But I, I do appreciate you sharing your thoughts there. So, But as I said, Alex, you're an excellent reader, and we really appreciate you coming on the broadcast to share today, okay? Thank you. All right. Next, we're going to talk to your brother, uh, Max. Max, how are you today? Good. 
That's good. Now, Max, uh, the gang's excited that you're going to read as well. So good to have you with us today, Max. Tell us again now, Max, how old are you? I'm um, 11, and I'm going to sixth grade. All right. All right. So you're going to read Psalm 19 for us, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Go right ahead. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky proclaims the work of his hands. Day after day they pour out speech. Night after night, they communicate knowledge. There is no speech, there are no words. Their voice is not heard. Their message has gone out to all the earth, and their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens, he has pitched a tent for the sun. He is like a groom coming for the bridal chamber. It rejoices like an athlete running a course. It rises from one end of the heavens and circles to the other end. Nothing is hidden from its heat. Instruction of the Lord is perfect, renewing one's life. The testimony of the Lord is trustworthy, making the inexperienced wise. The precepts of the Lord are right, making the heart glad. The command of the Lord is radiant, making the eyes light up. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are reliable and altogether righteous. They are more desirable than gold than an abundance of pure gold, and sweeter sweeter than honey, which comes from the honeycomb. In addition, your servant is warned by them. There is great reward in keeping them. Who perceives his unintentional sins? Cleanse me from my hidden faults. Moreover, keep your servant from willful sins. Do not let them rule over me. Then I will be innocent and cleansed from blatant rebellion. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. All right. All right, Max. You two are an excellent reader as well, and you should probably consider going to the radio too. Both you and your brother are very good readers and have good reading voices. So, Kitty the Cat, she enjoyed your reading as well. So, Max, I want to take time to ask you some of the uh, some of these same questions I asked uh, Alex too. So, and just want to get your honest opinion as well too. Then, um, okay, uh, Max, do you think that it's important for children and youth to read the Bible every single day as well? Yes. Okay, and why do you say that? What what makes you say that? To know God better and learn more about it. Mm, exactly right. You know, if, if anybody wants to come to know God, you know, one great truth to remember is Jesus is the Word of God, and the Word of God is Jesus. And a person can come to know Jesus by reading the Word of God, and they can grow in their understanding of who Jesus is and get to know Him better by reading their Bible. So excellent answer. Thank you for sharing your thoughts there. Uh, now, what do you think? Do you think many children and youth in our nation read their Bible every day? What are your thoughts on that? Probably not, and they probably don't read it a ton. Mm. You know, again, I think that's probably true, and it's such a tragedy because reading the Bible every day pours grace, peace, wisdom, joy, and encouragement into our mind and our heart. Everybody really needs that. Young people need it, and grown, grown people need it as well. So, But sad, it's sad to think that many don't. But that's the goal for all of us as believers to encourage others to start the habit of reading God's Word. I pretty regularly on the broadcast like to challenge believers to read at least three chapters in the Bible every day. So thanks for sharing your thoughts there. Last question, uh, Max. 
What would you say are some of the biggest challenges from your perspective, some of the biggest challenges and problems children and young people face in our world today? What are your thoughts on that? Like a problem is some uh, types of entertainment have like bad words and other bad things in them. Mm. You know, that's that really, you're exactly right. That's a huge problem because entertainment is sadly often too big of a part of the life of many young people. They watch too much uh, media and sometimes often it's not good media. It's full of darkness and we need, you know, God's word is pure light. And one of the reasons why it's great to have you and your brother come on a broadcast like this to share is because it both blesses you, but as other people have the chance to hear you read the Word of God as you all have done, it'll bless a lot of young people and encourage them to read their Bibles too. And God's Word is pure light, and it'll always bless our mind, our body, and our spirit. So so thank you, Max, again, for reading for us today too. So thank you so much for being with us today, all right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom, uh, thank you again for letting the guys read for us today. And I'm going to ask if you, Tom, would you just simply pray uh, one more prayer just for young people and youth in our culture, in our world. Would you pray for young people? Dear Heavenly Father, I lift up the children of this country, Lord, to you, that they would seek out your pure light, your word, your son, Jesus Christ. We know that nobody comes to you on their own, so we just pray that you would draw them in that you would put a Christian parent, mentor, teacher, or friend into their life to encourage them to read the Word of God and read it on a daily basis. Lord, that you would draw them closer to your Son, that they would learn more about him, that they would know you and him better with the help of the Holy Spirit, that there would be a priority in their lives to read and do what is good according to your Word and to refrain from all the temptations and distractions that our culture presents. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And Father, I too thank you for all the children and youth of our culture and of our world as well. Lord, more and more, send forth more labors amongst our children and youth who would proclaim the gospel to them, who would bring the light of the word of God to their lives. And Father, more and more, move upon the hearts and the minds of parents to be wise enough to help their children to read the word of God absolutely every single day and to receive the seed, the eternal seed of your word, the grace, the power, the joy, the blessing that comes from spending time in your word each and every day. Thank you for us as a nation. Thank you for us uh, as the church, Lord. Lord, help us as, as the church and as a nation to put you first. Help us to make no graven images. Help us, Lord, to not take your name in vain. Help us, Lord, to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Help us, Lord, to honor our fathers and our mothers. Help us to not murder. Help us to not commit adultery. Help us to not steal. Help us to tell the truth. Help us to not covet. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our phone guests, Tom Newbarton, New Neighbor, and his sons, Alex and Max. Be right back.
Music from Elevation Worship with Grateful. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. In the first two segments, we were privileged to have Tom Newneighbor and his two sons, Alex and Max. And Alex and Max, of course, as you had a chance to hear, were reading from the Word of God. And uh, on a pretty regular basis, and if you listen to the broadcast often, you know that we like to feature having children and young people to come on the broadcast to do different things, especially to read the Word of God. You know, one of our goals is to help and encourage families in the work of discipling their children. And so in this last segment, we're going to take time. and Let me share with you the articles that we share. They're available. All you have to do is email us. My email is joseph at afr.net, joseph at afr.net. I would encourage you to email us to get the articles that we share because they are references and tools to help you, to, for you to hang on to that have very helpful and uh, fruitful insight in the work of discipling our children. I'm going to take time now to specifically to read one of three articles. That The title of the first article is Children Who Read the Word of God. The second title is Redeeming the Time with Our Children. The second, excuse me, and the third title article is The High Priority of Discipling Our Children. Now, we probably will only get to one or two of the articles, but if you'd like to email us to get all three, just let us know because we're glad to share them. Again, this article is entitled, Children Who Read the Word of God. Psalm 119, verse 105, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 13, Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, to reading. And then finally, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Again, Romans 12, 1 and 2. And then Deuteronomy 6, 4 to 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Again, Deuteronomy chapter 6 verses 4 through 9. Many parents have never encouraged their children to read the Word of God out loud to them. It's simply not been a priority for so many parents. Christian parents often take their children to Sunday school and church, and that's certainly a great thing. Yet, sadly, having their children read the Word of God out loud to them every day, along with church attendance, just too often has not been that important to them. Allow me to make a case for why it would be very wise to change this reality. Consider this important question and the answers to it. What happens when a child reads the Word of God? What takes place in the life of a young person who is faithfully taking time to read God's Word every single day? Number one, that child is spending time with Jesus. He or she is spending time interacting with Jesus as they take time to read God's Word. 
That child is spending time listening to the wisdom, the grace, the power, and insight of the creator of the universe. John chapter 1, verse 1, John chapter 6, verse 63, and Romans 12, 1 and 2. What more productive activity could your child possibly be doing? Number two, that young person is receiving the most powerful, life-changing, and uplifting insight in all of the universe. And, of course, it's found in God's Word. The transforming power of the Word of God is working on the mind and the heart of this young person. The Word of God is impacting this youth in very fruitful ways. Romans 12, 1 and 2 and Proverbs chapter 1 and Proverbs chapter 2. Number three, this youth is spending time in the presence of Christ and God. When any person spends time in the presence of God, he or she will not be the same on the other side of that time. John chapter 1, verse 1. Researchers at the Center for Bible Engagement found some interesting insights about the importance of and place of reading Scripture in the life of a believer. According to their research, the life of someone who engages and spends time in Scripture four or more times a week looks radically different from the life of someone who does not. They discover that the lives of believers who do not engage the Bible most days of the week three days or less, are statistically the same as the lives of unbelievers. Spending time reading and meditating on Scripture daily is much more important than than so many really grasp. So, parents, if you begin the family habit of having your child read the the Word of God out loud to you daily, great things can begin to happen in your child's heart. It's important, and keep in mind, again, why, you could ask this very important question, why is it important for your child to read the Word of God, Word of God out loud to you, the parent? Because you know for sure that he or she has spent time reading the Word of God. Sometimes a parent may tell a child, go read your Bible. Maybe the child will, maybe not. Our children are human beings, and as much as we like to think our children do what we tell them, This has not always been true. When you make time each day to have them read the Word of God out loud to you, you can know this for a fact. You know that they have spent time reading the Word of God that day. Children and youth today are filling their minds with something. Sadly, too often it's been darkness, toxic information, and wicked worldly thinking and perspectives. Too many youths have filled their minds with pornography, online garbage, demonic insights from dark movies and TV shows, horror movies, etc. And too many youths spend hours playing dark video games and doing things online that are very negative spiritually, mentally, and otherwise. The blessed Word of God is pure light. There is absolutely nothing better for our children spiritually, mentally, and emotionally than the Word of God. We're told in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. The word of God heals all the ills of life. It's pregnant with the ability to bless us. The transforming power of God's word is undeniable. It is powerful and it's very, and it's very mighty in every way for good in our lives. Beginning the habit of having your child read God's Word out loud daily to you is very fruitful. 
It's a great way to help focus the power of God's Word onto and into the lives of our children. Today is a great day to start this family discipleship goal with your children. It'll help produce eternal fruit in their lives and in their world. Again, the title of that article is Children Who Read the Word of God. And if you'd like to get a copy, please do uh, email me again at joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'll be glad to get a chance to share that, share this article, as well as, of course, the other two articles are entitled Redeeming the Time with Our Children and the High Priority of Discipling Our Children. So my encouragement to you is, again, if you haven't started that habit of having your children read the Word of God out loud to you every day, today is a great day to start that very, very important habit. Father, thank you, Lord, for every parent listening. Thank you for every parent that is a part of our listening family today. Thank you, Lord, for every grandparent listening. And thank you, Lord, for many persons who may or may not have children, but who have a concern, a heart for children and youth in our culture. Father, pour out your spirit of revival and renewal upon us, your church. Stir us to grow an understanding of what a high priority it is for us to reach out to our children, to share the gospel with them, to help them to come to know Christ. And help us to grow an understanding of what a high priority needs to be for us to help our children once they're they're saved to come to know Christ and to come to grow up and to grow strong and vibrant and mature in their walk with the Lord. Father, help us to be mindful that children can become very mature spiritually as they're simply discipled correctly and productively. Help us as parents to be wise enough to teach our children the basic building blocks of spiritual growth. Uh, thank you, Lord, for the truth that as we teach them the, the truth behind the three letters of the word pro, P-R-O, help us to be mindful that, yes, we need to teach and train our children to become prayer warriors and persons who live lives given to prayer. Help us to be mindful, Lord, that, yes, we're to teach and train our children to be diligent students of your word, believers who are reading and meditating on your word every single day. And stir us, Lord, and help us to grow an understanding of the need for us to teach and train our children to be obedient, those to be believers who hear your word and obey your word as well. Father, help us to know, Lord, that our children can become great warriors in the kingdom of God through which you can do great things as we simply help them to come to know Christ Jesus and then to grow up in their faith. Father, Help us to model a life of prayer before our children. Help us to model a life of reading and meditating on your word before them. And help us to model a life of walking and following the Lord Jesus Christ before our children each and every day. And Lord, more and more, raise up more ministries and outreaches that specifically reach out to children and youth in our culture, in our world. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Again, you're listening to the Hour of Intercession. And uh, once again, if you're wanting to get a copy of any of the three articles that deal with discipling our children, once again, the titles are, number one, the first article, Children Who Read the Word of God. The second article is The High Priority of Discipling Our Children. And the third article is Redeeming the Time with Our Children. I hope that you'll email us to get all three of them. And as we normally do before we end the broadcast, If you're listening today and you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, keep in mind today is a great day to be saved. If you'd like to make that step, 
we invite you to simply pray this prayer with us. And remember, the single most important decision in all of life is the decision to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. There's no more important decision in life than that one. If you'd like to make that step today, if you want to make that decision and commit your life to the Lord, would you simply pray pray this prayer and commit your heart to the Lord even today? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so, so very much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, by faith, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Make me the person that you want me to be. Lord, you told us in your word, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to live my entire life for you. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, if you did pray that prayer, we would very much, we do want to hear from you. Once again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Please email us. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that are going to begin to help you to grow and grow strong in your new walk and your new, new relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Once again, the email joseph at afr.net. And once again, if you're wanting copies of any of those three articles, again, the article's entitled Children Who Read the Word of God, The High Priority of Discipling Our Children, and Redeeming the Time with Our Children. If you like all three of those, simply email us, same email, joseph at afr.net. We'll be glad to send them to you. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.